0: Welcome back to the podcast. This one was a tough one. I just, there's so much going on in the world and I just needed to turn on the mic and talk to you. So that's what I did. Enjoy this super off the cuff, heartfelt episode. I'm just turning the microphone on. In a recent Instagram post, kind of a micro blog, I used dot, 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 ellipsis. Ellipsis comes from the Greek that means omission. And as much as there's so much going on, there's a lot of learning and unlearning happening right now amidst the time of the murder of George Floyd, which is the event that has shed light on a transition that is a long time coming This kind of event is not new, but this transition has hit critical mass, and it's been a tidal wave for all of us. The ellipsis that I use stands for everything that you may not know. The omissions of things that might be out of your purview. And I just wanted to turn the microphone on, And let you hear my voice. And as always, (laughs) let me challenge you to think about how you're thinking about this whole transition. When a tidal wave hits us like this, it rocks everything. Every feeling, every emotion, whether you see yourself in it directly or not. It brings up questions about value of self, personal value, personal worth. It shakes your idea of vision and definition of why you're here and the meaningful change you're here to do. It dredges up fear and anxiety, whether it's in the present or that comes from past hurts. And of course, in doing that, you lose your ability to know how to proceed next. It creates interesting pull and push and pull between hesitancy and ambivalence. I'm afraid to do something, but it really doesn't matter that much, even though it does. And that taints our ability to have clear motivation for anything. It makes us frustrated. And between trying to figure out what we're frustrated about internally, how do we deal with people on the outside of us? And it actually causes us to lose a little of that joy that we find in our life because everything is shifted. Everything is upside down. And whether you are someone who is feeling that they are in the middle of this, or You're looking in from the outside in any way, shape, or form. This has affected all of us. I think I wanted to come to the mic today because I think what the tidal wave has done is that it has finally opened up everyone's eyes that this is not just one person's problem, one kind of person's problem, this is all of our problem yes, racism, is a global problem. And it's not just enough to say anymore, I don't see color. You have to in order to acknowledge it because it's up to each of us to stand against it. It's not enough to say I've got good black friends or I've never seen you like that. You have to acknowledge people of color are different and that they've had this collective trauma. It's a collective trauma. And while you may not be able to know all of the ins and outs of that collective trauma, know that it exists. I was listening to Reverend T.D. Jakes the other day and he was likening this wave of trauma to a molested child that nobody believed at one time. And that the event of the trauma happened, maybe multiple times, maybe over and over again. But the child was not believed. And all of a sudden, after a certain event, the world believes the child. We believe that you have been molested. We believe that this has happened over and over again. We're finally disgusted enough to say it's enough and i thought that was an amazing analogy because not being believed is where the pain is or not being seen for what you've gone through is where the pain is and now that the tidal wave has crashed down and the child is being believed this is a really a place of healing I also saw a cartoon illustration that was really interesting. It was a conversation between two cartoon beans. One was holding a water hose and putting out a fire on one house. And the analogy was, all houses matter. And while the one bean was watering his house, the house beside it was burning. And they were having a conversation while the one was watering his house. And saying, yes, I agree that all houses do matter, but at the moment, the one that's on fire should get more attention. And the bean holding the, the hose, watering his own house, started to talk about why his house needed the water. Because my house isn't on fire, and if I have a problem in my own house, shouldn't that be fixed? And the other bean was like, yeah, it should, but the house is really pressing right now. It's the urgent one. And the bean holding the water, watering his own house, said, yeah, but if my house catches fires, then that's going to be a problem for me. And the other bean said, well, of course that is, but it's not on fire right now. And the bean watering his own house said, but my house is near the one on fire, And if I wet it down, it won't catch. So that's really sensible, isn't it? And the other bean said, it's, that has nothing to do with the problem. (laughs) And the bean holding the water, watering his own house said, where's that house's owner anyway? Why do I have to hose down his house for him? And the bean who was trying to carry on the conversation about the pressing fire happening in the other house next door said, He died in the fire. This is what's happening. And this is the difference between understanding that what's happening in one neighborhood, in one house, is happening to us all. And it's at this moment in time that we finally get to see if we're okay with that. Are you okay with that? And just because you may live in a place where it doesn't seem to be a problem, first of all, I'll tell you it is. And second of all, it's the most dangerous thought pattern to go, it's not me. It's not me. It doesn't affect me. It doesn't seem that big to me. I have problems too. There's a house on fire and people are dying. Does that matter to you? From my standpoint, I grew up in a place, an area in Canada where there was not a ton of diversity. And I was the only, the token, the one, in many of my classes, in many of my schools. And what you need to know, I want you to know, if you're listening to me, if you follow me, if you listen to my messages, what I want you to know is that that isolation is something that you probably are not even aware of. There's so much here that I can't even tell you I can't tell you how I feel. There's so much. I want you to know that it hurts. That I've been on the plant for 42 years and this has been a part of my life for all of it. That it's not an equal playing field. That you deal with people's comments, expectations, and judgments every single day. That you need to be better and better and prove yourself is a burden. And to not have that pressure is a privilege. It really is. And when I say privilege, I don't mean that you don't have hard things that happen in your life. Or that you haven't had bad things happen to you. Or that you haven't had areas where you didn't stack up or measure up. But I will absolutely guarantee you that you have not had the layer that goes on top of those chips stacked against you. And it is a layer. It's a layer. I don't know what I wanted to... share with you this is hard for me but if I can help you understand that this moment in time is an opportunity to do personal work so that we're all better that's what I want to impart this is a personal journey this is a personal growth journey for you and I'm speaking to you my listener This is a chance for you for self-discovery. Explore your bias. You have one, guaranteed. Why do you have it? Do you even see it as one? And when has it never been challenged? If your bias has never been challenged, that's where privilege exists. When does it show up? Maybe it doesn't show up for one group of people, but for another. It's the same thing look at it, expose it to the light. Not being directly exposed to maybe racism that you see that's happening on television is a short-sighted solution. It's myopic because it is happening here. It happens every day in your circles with people you call your friends. Immerse yourself in learning what you're missing here care about what you're missing and if there's one thing my husband said that I thought was really really heartfelt is that he says that Michelle sometimes it's just the most non-malicious ignorance about what it is to be someone who is different and I looked at him and I said, you know what, you're right. And if when you put it that way, there is a sense of grace that you give the other person. You may not at all know what it could possibly feel like to be someone who is, who is this kind of different. Maybe you've never had to see it that way. Maybe you've never watched it happen in front of your face. Maybe you've never lived where there's a lot of differences, where you've had to see the differences being challenged. Maybe you've never had to be in a circle where you've had to stop someone in their tracks when they're saying something that's blatantly racist. Dig deep here. Just because you have not experienced it, or you think you live in a place too small that it doesn't have it, there is more for you to know here. I need you to suspend your defense and lend your compassion. What would it feel like if just for a minute that person's experience was true? What if you were them and their experience was true? What if? If you can truly sit with yourself and place yourself in all that you're hearing right now about that molested child's truth. You will transform. Your heart will be different. You will act differently. And you will do more. And that kind of doing more is the thing that really changes hearts and minds over time. I said in my Instagram post a few days ago that it has been exhausting these last days. It has dredged up every last comment, look, Slight joke, judgment, expectation, nastiness from people here and abroad and people who call themselves your friends. It has dug up every last one of them over my last 42 years, and I've got a lot. And you wouldn't think it living in small town Saskatchewan and Alberta, but it's here. And it's exhausting. I want you to know from my heart that it is not an equal life. It has not been an equal life up to this point. But there is hope. There's hope. Because the tidal wave has crashed, it's reached some critical mass, and people don't want to see it anymore, experience it anymore, they're not standing by it anymore. Will you be one of those? Or will you be one that says, well, you know, just get over it. Lots of people have lots of things going on. There's a lot of people who have hardships. I want you to question that if that's the first thing that comes to your mind. If what I'm sharing with you makes you uncomfortable in any way, it is a signal to explore why. Bias is in everyone. It's subtle, it's silent, and it's in you. And the only way you make a change is by bringing it to the light. By not ignoring it, denying it. passing it off to the side or blaming people instead of the system this shift is universal, it's calling us to be better, to level up, and to truly embrace what we say we believe now it's time to walk the walk it's time to put out the fire where it's most urgent so that all neighborhoods can thrive, and that we can all live together I have no idea how this podcast is going to be, but I just turned on the mic. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you again. Thank you for listening to this episode. I'm not even sure it covered everything that I wanted to say. So if you want to read more, you can visit my Instagram. I have a highlight for all of my micro blog posts talking about from my heart what I believe in this time of a super shift not just for right now but for the times to come